0: Welcome to the TAC Show, episode five, of our host today, Crystal Hauser. So, Crystal, how long has your family been here in Lansing for?
1: So, um, I have actually lived here my entire life. So, um, my parents moved here, I believe it was 1976.
0: So they come from like a another town in New York before that they come from like a different state entirely.
1: Um, They grew up in Dryden, so pretty close by.
0: So you're all about suicide prevention. How long, how, how long have you been part of that for?
1: So um, I lost my dad to suicide in um, 1998. Um, However, I didn't get involved with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention until um, 2012 is when I learned about the organization.
0: What's the biggest fundraiser you guys have had so far?
1: So our big fundraiser every year is um, our Out of the Darkness Community Walks which I know you and your mom have attended many times and walk with our team, Hope, which is awesome. We love people participating and supporting the suicide prevention efforts.
0: Yeah, so like, was there like any really like, what's the biggest people you've had for the walks and stuff? Like, you so was th- that?
1: I think for our local, so the Greater Ithaca Walk is the one that we do here, local in Tompkins County. Um, I think the greatest number since 2012, um, I can look it up. I wanna say it was close to a 1,000 people.
0: So so, uh, Lansing has 10,000 people. So that means that one in every 10 person like in that town could have been there
1: correct correct and because it's all of Tompkins County people come from other parts of the county also so other towns besides Lansing and some people even come from Auburn Portland so some of the other you know surrounding counties also and towns
0: these days ever since like you're your father passed away. Do you feel that now you know about warning signs about if somebody's suicidal or or struggling? Like, do you feel that you're more educated now?
1: Yes, I feel a lot more educated um, since being involved with AFSP and um, learning, you know, the signs and things to look for. um, You know, if you're concerned about someone and then what do you do about it is important, of course, too um so education is very important as you know obviously and uh the more you learn the more you can watch out for and you can help people yeah
0: like was there any warning signs that your dad had that you didn't realize back then but now you realize
1: um so i was 21 when my dad died so i was fairly young um and i didn't really know anything about mental health um So, for me, um, being like, I guess, sort of still a kid, you know, a younger person, um, nothing that I think of, but um, possibly, you know, maybe my mom or, you know, some of the older people that knew my dad, maybe. But sometimes there isn't any signs at all. Sometimes people are super happy on the outside and they just don't talk about how they're feeling on the inside. And, but they could be sad and just not expressing it.
0: Yeah, what do you think of like me- media portrayals of mental illness? Are, are there any you heavily dislike or heavily think is incredibly accurate?
1: Um, I think the stigma behind mental health. Um, however, I think we are coming a long way in the last even couple years. years. Um, has always been there's been a strong stigma towards people that um have mental health conditions and instead of being supportive and you know trying to help people sometimes the media comes across a little harsh or you know they say inappropriate things use you know more of a negative language That's, you know, not really helpful. It's not helpful to help those people. It's not helpful to portray that out into, you know, TV and movies and the news. So, however, I do think that the media is starting to learn that, you know, by using different language, and you know, for a good example would be a lot of times people say committed by suicide, or committed suicide. where we really kind of change the wording of that a little bit, so and and so we explain to people why too. So, if someone dies by suicide, we say that's how they died, not because a lot of times the word "committed" means that you're like committing a crime, committing. It it makes it sound like it's something like almost bad. Do you know what I mean? And. Um, and someone dying by, you know, if someone dies from cancer, you say they died by cancer. So um, that's an easy example to be able to compare the two things. So we tried to say died by suicide because that that's what happened to them. You know, it was a mental illness usually is the cause. Yeah,
0: I've heard that, that a common mental health story type is with films is that basically people with mental illness are looked frowned along and are frowned upon unless they can channel that mental illness into something artistic or something creative sort of like Vincent van Gogh or, or something like that what do you think of that
1: yeah um i agree with what you're saying i think it um i, I mean i i don't agree that it should be like that but um i believe it has been um I think they used to say you know negative things like people were crazy or you know just which is not true that's not you know it's an illness it's just like any other illness it's just a different one um and I mean they used to put people into like mental hospitals and something like that where it wasn't it wasn't a hot it wasn't a place where they were trying to help them let's you know put it that way um where you know, if you do have a mental health illness and you need to go to the hospital, then that's what you should do. Like that's, you know, for your own safety. But yeah, a long time ago, they used to not handle it the same way. And they used to not be so positive about things. They would really turn a negative turn on it.
0: Like when I was in class, we didn't touch about this type of stuff till about one, two years ago. And even then, it, w- it wasn't really a lot of modern stuff. It was like P- the, those type of VHS, PSA films from 20, 30 years ago. And I just find that too bad that they don't address these type of controversies that they don't give us modern looks. I just right. find that disappointing.
1: I agree with you 100%. Um, I remember learning a little bit about mental health in um, what have been, what, seventh grade health? And then whenever you took health in high school, depending on what year it was, when you take it. But, um, and that's really it. I don't, I, and I and I hope that nowadays, again, that it's, um, I think people are a little more impacted and I think people are really starting to talk about mental health illnesses. And, you know, it's always been here, it's not new. Uh, it's just people didn't talk about it. It was like brushed under the rug and, um, I think the more it affects people, the more people talk about it. And that's very important. Um, And um, there's a lot of programs that I know even AFSP, so who I do my volunteer work for, um, we offer programs like Talk Saves Lives, um, which uh, we have went in Lansing school and surrounding schools um, pre-pandemic, of course, Um, when everyone was in school and we would go in um, the health classes and show some of our like films our educational films. So there's more than sad teen depression that touches on um, four teens that have different um, mental health illnesses and how things are kind of handled and it shows how they the negative piece that is handled, but then how it gets turned around and how, you know, how could you have handled it differently and made more of a positive impact? So, um, but I agree with you. I think, I think mental health and suicide prevention should be a, a, a larger amount of information provided, especially to young people. Young people are, you know, very smart and they you know, they see and hear a lot of things like from their friends and stuff like that too. So they really could help each other a lot.
0: Yeah. Do you think films such as Silver Linings Playbook is like a good example of mental illness and the ability to overcome it?
1: Yes, I've actually seen that movie and I thought it was a very good movie actually. Um. um I also think that again in the last probably you know couple years um i think films and even tv shows and stuff um are adding more you know uh suicide prevention stuff mental health and stuff in you know com- you know combining them in their shows and stuff and every time i see it i get so excited that they're talking about it because Really talking about it is how you educate others. And it is real, like it's real life. You know, mental health is just as important as your, fe- your physical health. And, you know, you go to the doctors every year to get a checkup. Well, if you have a mental illness, then you should be going to maybe a different doctor and getting a different type of checkup. Or if you need medicine, nothing wrong with that either.
0: Yeah. When do you think the stigma against me- mental health began to die down and stuff?
1: Like um, people I just become
0: more accepting.
1: Yeah, I just have noticed a lot um, more recently. I would say in the last two or three years that it's um, becoming more prone. Like again, uh, you know, in the media, they're covering things instead of instead of being like, oh no, we're just not going to talk about this they're really um, reaching out and you know, interviewing people like myself or other people in my organization that um, really have great information to be able to share. And you know, so like they're really sharing stuff even if it's just about our walk. So it connects people where they can you know, come and join us and learn more about like what our group can offer or even the other groups in the different counties that, you know, we have, we have other groups come and like table at our walks and stuff like that. So what information that they can help provide also.
0: Yeah. You feel that people are also more open these days too about it?
1: Yeah. And I think people are, um, are more affected by it. So I think that when you're affected personally by it, you you almost have, I can, I guess, speak for myself. I have like a passion to make a difference. So because it affected my life and I've had, you know, my children um, have lost friends to suicide. Um, I lost a high school classmate to suicide. Um, So we've lost other people also, but it's so important for us to like reach out to others and so it really is like part of my passion to try to help others and you know hopefully we can prevent suicide suicide is preventable we just have to work really hard and keep reaching out to people and educating people and we can do it but it gives us the passion and drive to do those things when it personally affects
0: you. So you also do the community dinners, right?
1: Um, I have attended some of them.
0: So like they've been around for a few years, right? Have you ever yeah. held any?
1: Um, I have not, I have not.
0: Yeah. So have what do you think of like the Netflix show 13 reasons why. I know there's a lot of controversy surrounding it. And I know a lot of people, even the people who like defend the first season, claim that the the last the rest of the seasons literally just jump the shark and get sort of ridiculous.
1: So um when the first season came out, there was a lot of controversy, and I know they took out a couple scenes that they probably shouldn't have shared. Um or they should have added, you know, some, I guess, warning, you know, signs or signals that, like, maybe kids shouldn't watch it alone, maybe they should have an adult with them, or someone, you know, a safe person that they could talk about, like, what's happening in the film, you know, that was someone's, you know, I mean, these these things do happen in real life, but you also don't have to broadcast it in such a way that it could impact others negatively. So um, I think it's very important to talk about. It's a very important message to get to people. Um, I have not watched all of season two, so I guess I can't really comment on that um, as far as that goes but I think it opened up a lot of good dialogue for people. Um, And again, I think um, the people that produced the show, the idea was to bring light to mental health and the importance and stuff. So they did take a couple scenes out of season one that they probably shouldn't have shared.
0: Do you know, did you know about the book before it came out? Like I heard that was quite controversial too.
1: Yeah, so I've never read the book, um, but I know a lot of people that have, um, and that has been part of the conversation. And um, I think people have kind of a similar response because um, it's, you know, it's pretty heavy, it's heavy stuff. but it But it is reality for a lot of people too, so you know, sometimes you have to talk about important stuff that you know. It's not always easy to talk about. You know, from bullying to obviously suicide. Um, you know, just because it's not easy to talk about doesn't mean it's not important to talk about.
0: Do you think we as high like as a high school? Do you think I should get a mental health day off, or like the school should have like? a set amount of like five to four mental health days a year?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say, I think um, your sick days as they would call them, whether it be at your job or school or however, um, whatever you know you do based on your age or anything. Um, I think there's nothing wrong with taking a mental health day, first of all. Um, I think they're important. I think sometimes you people get very stressed and if they just took a day off, it could really um, almost refuel them and make them feel so much better. And that's why they call them mental health days is because sometimes you just need to like take a break from the busyness of life, you know, life's busy.
0: But do you well, think mental health days should share the same days as physical sick days or should they have their individual own thing? Should they be the same Uh, thing categorized?
1: I would say I would go either way with that. Um, I would say they're equally as important, but they could be consolidated together because I think mental health and physical health are just as important as each other. So I think your days should be just as important whether it's your a mental health day or a physical health, you know, whether you have the flu or you're just really exhausted, like mentally, and you just need a break. And and I think I think that's becoming um, more aware to at least employers. Um, and I think schools are aware of it too. Um, and I mean, I think they should be okay, but I'm not. I'm not an employer or a school, so. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: 'Cause I, I don't I don't think I don't know if like the I don't think the middle school implements that but I don't know any about the high school if they do anything like that.
1: Yeah, I think as long as your parent as long as you have permission to be home from school for whatever the reason is from like your parents, I think the school would be okay with it. As long as you're not like skipping school or doing something, you know, that you shouldn't be doing type thing. <laughs>
0: have you like talked to any kids like about how their mental health is affected during covid like have you talked to students about that
1: um so through afsp we have done a lot of online programs and stuff still kind of via zoom like you and i are meeting right now um because we can't meet together with people um we're still offering all of our programs So there's more than sad teen depression. Um, It's real, which is a college-based one and Talk Saves Lives is really for anyone. Um, We try to include uh, anyone 16 and under, we we prefer an adult or parents or something to be involved um, to make sure that they're understanding everything that's being presented so um, I have people reach out to me all the time. Actually, they just know the volunteer work that I do, and they, you know, they know that I'm a safe person um, that they can reach out to me. And I'm not a therapist. I, you know, I have a whole other day job. Um, but if I don't have an answer for whatever their question is, or um, I can't personally maybe provide them with the help they need, I can help find the help that they need or find a safe person that can help them, whether it be a counselor, a therapist, or just another adult. Sometimes people just need someone to talk to. And so listening is really so important. Yeah.
0: Have, have you ever worked directly with a school on anything or any projects?
1: Um, so we've worked with a lot of the schools with, um, Again, coming in to the health classes and doing the more than sad teen depression. Um, We have come into Lansing school and done presentations on D-Day, which I think is done every other year. Um, We've done that a couple of times. Trying to think, we also go into um, places and do almost like a health fair. I guess, um, like tabling events. Um, Sometimes they're at schools, sometimes they're at like malls or other type of places where, you know, another person that I volunteer with and I would be at a table with a lot of information. And we can share that information, whether it be brochures or pamphlets, um, you know, the lifeline, you know, the Suicide prevention lifeline number. We have special cards, you know, we give out to people so they have it handy with them to be able to, you know, use for themselves, share with a friend. Um, We do a lot of things like that. Of course, COVID has made it a little tougher because things are open and stuff, but we're trying to do everything um, as best we can, you know, remotely and still being able to reach out to people. And the one thing we have learned actually during COVID is we can reach some people that maybe we wouldn't have reached otherwise because they are home or they can do it remotely, but maybe they don't drive. So maybe they couldn't have come to one of our events or something. So that's important that we reach those people too.
0: I just read Shakespeare's classic play, Romeo and Juliet. Anybody who's read it, anybody who's even read the prologue most likely knows about the tragic ending. Do you feel right. that Romeo and Juliet's ending, I know it was written a few hundred years ago, but do you feel that it sort of glorifies suicide and death? Like the death of two star-crossed lovers?
1: Yeah, I, I, think, I don't think that's what that was meant for. I mean, I think it was portraying their love for each other and that they would even die for each other. I think that's kind of what was meant that's what Shakespeare meant with that type of novel. I don't think he meant it in the capacity of like suicide.
0: Yeah, but do you think today they should change it or adapt it since I've seen many adaptations and like the death scene is one of the few things that actually stays the same throughout. Like, do you think they should adapt it for the times or just keep it like the original play, keep the original spirit?
1: Yeah, I think um, because Shakespeare's so well known and been around for so long, and I think it was, again, it was really portrayed as a love story. Um, I, I think they probably won't change it.
0: Oh, well, if they made a musical about lions singing in Africa against evil lions of talking war hogs and, and meerkats based off Hamlet. I bet you they could do something with Romeo and Juliet.
1: You are right, they probably could. They probably could. I'm just not sure they would, but they could do something different, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, so what is your day job? Like what do you do mainly for work?
1: Okay, so I um, I am actually a manager and a bookkeeper. And um, so I like write checks and, send out invoices and stuff like that. It's basically what a bookkeeper does um, and keep financials and stuff. So I work for an accounting financial planning firm. Um, that's what I do for my regular job.
0: Yeah, like anybody get you inspired to get in that job? Like what made you want to go out there and being an accountant?
1: Um, so my mom actually um, worked in accounting and she's always been very inspirational to me and she's a hard worker and so am I. And, you know, I wasn't so sure. I really loved accounting and business classes. You know, as I was growing up, I, I attended Lansing School and I took all of those classes and I really did well in them and I really enjoyed it. It was, it came easy to me. Um, and so then when I graduated and went to college, I thought, ah, oh, maybe I'll try something different. And I didn't really care for that, so I ended up going back into accounting. <laughs> so that's kind of how I ended up back here. And I really, I really love what I do for my job. Um, I do work some with taxes and stuff, um, but I work for a great firm. They're great people, so I really enjoy what I do for a living and who I work for. So that's a win-win in my book. Because most people you feel don't- that
0: they should learn personal finance in high school that, that like they should teach personal finance more compared to calculus and learning how much sand there is in a desert.
1: Yes, um, I personally feel that way. I think um, kids should learn like how to keep a checkbook, how to, you know, again, maybe learn how to do their own taxes um, some, some easy, simple things. Um, you can obviously always go to a tax professional and sometimes things get complicated. That's why they have those professionals. But um, I'm trying to think of what else, like maybe car insurance. So some different insurance stuff, life insurance, like learning a little bit about that type of stuff. Um, even like doing stuff at like the DMV. There's a lot of stuff that people have no idea how complicated it is until they get in the real world. And then they're like, what's all this paperwork? What are all these things? Um, I've always been more of a finance, as far as a number person, like I I believe math is important, don't get me wrong, but there are some things like some of the algebra, unless you're in a specific field that uses that, or like you said, calculus, some of those more complicated things, they're not bad. And some people are really good at it, but some people can't even balance a checkbook either. And I think that's also really important skills to have and that they should teach in high school.
0: Yeah, like, do you know a lot of people from your high school class who struggled for a while with finances or handling your own taxes or stuff like that?
1: Yeah, um, I don't know if I know anyone personally. Um And I feel like we learned some, but only if you took those specific classes. So, I think they should have a general class that has a lot of the basics um, that everyone, almost like it should be a requirement, like you're required to take a health class, it should be maybe a required class that everyone takes. Like, again, feel- to learn some of the basic stuff, a lot of it is because technology is changing also so people don't keep checkbooks. They're like, oh, I can just log online and see how much is in my bank account. I could never do that, I would lose sleep. (laughs)
0: Do you feel that these days student loans have gotten too overboard? Like, you know, people owning tens of thousands of dollars, like not being able to pay it off until they're in their mid thirties, trying to get a mortgage with several kids?
1: Yeah, I feel like um, education should be more economical uh, for people to afford and like you said, what if someone has you know five children or something and then you have to pay for all of that education too and um, or even going back to finish your degree as an adult. So say you start your degree and you stop for whatever reason you go back. Um, you know you have a lot of other responsibilities, you know rent or house payments and other bills and stuff. And now all of a sudden you're like, I wanna go and better myself and get a, you know, learn more and get a better education. And now you get dropped with this big bill there too, which it's important, but I, I don't know. I would like to say that it could be more economical. I think sometimes some schools just skyrocket their prices because it's a new year or because they can, so.
0: Yeah, because isn't the entire purpose of a loan, they check how much money you have and then they see what would be a sizable loan for you. Because I don't right. think they really do that since like college kids have like, they, they have income, most of them have income that's not really designed to handle the jobs that are required to take these things on. Like I bet you there's still a good portion of them that have like minimum wage part-time jobs. And that can be hard to get by.
1: Right. Definitely. And especially if they're paying for their own stuff, some people don't have families to help support them either. Um, or financially support them and, you know, they have to pay for like rent and electricity and food and those other bills too. Um, yeah. And a lot of times when you're going to college, you can't work full time because you're spending a lot of hours doing your education and your schooling. And then of course you have homework. Um, So you're right, some people are working part-time jobs or jobs, like you said, making minimum wage where you're not making a large amount of money. And then you still have to pay these, you know, daunting large student loans. That can be really tough for people.
0: No, I know the military pays for the college. Some people said that like the military army would decrease heavily if they made community colleges free, just you had to pay more taxes. You think that's true?
1: I mean, I think some people would still go into the military, of course. Some people are very dedicated to, you know, the country that we live in and defending it. Um, But I do believe some people probably go into the service because they do get their college paid for. You know, college is very expensive. Um, But I think that would all just depend on the person. I guess it would be hard to judge that.
0: Do you think the US would still remain a serious world power, even if even if they did do that and they did grant free college? Do you think throughout the world they'd still be seen as like a serious force?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Since I heard a lot of people online saying that the whole reason they don't have free college is because like they want more people to enroll in the military.
1: Oh, really? I don't think I've ever heard that, but it could be true.
0: Yeah, because one of my siblings, half siblings, like one of the reasons she got like her military career was to originally help do her college stuff.
1: Right. Yeah, sometimes people um that that's the game changer. Like that's why they ultimately will go into the military. But
0: yeah. So, your dad was a police officer, right?
1: So, my dad actually was, he worked for UPS, so he was a UPS driver for 30 years, Um, and he was a volunteer firefighter for, like, forever, for as long as I can remember. (laughs)
0: Uh, so... Yeah. There's only one volunteer firefighter team, right? There's like no regular one. There's only a a volunteer one.
1: Yeah. Um, well, some people, I guess it depends. And I know this has changed a lot over the years too. Um, some people get paid to be firefighters too. Like that's their actual job. And then, but, but a lot of it is really based on volunteer, like without volunteers for firefighting and you know, EMS and medical personnel and stuff. Sometimes we would be in big trouble without the volunteers. That's for sure, especially now. I think that's changed a lot over the years too. Sometimes, sometimes people do get paid to do it like as their actual job.
0: Like how much training does a volunteer have compared to a regular firefighter? Like, is there any major difference in training?
1: Um, I personally don't know. Um, I would think the training itself would, I would think be very similar. People still need to know the, the information and how to fight fires and how to save lives and stuff. Um, I would think that the people that are paid to do it may have a little more responsibility. And I, again, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Don't quote me on that, but, <laughs> um, because they just spend more time doing it. Um, but I would think everyone would have to have, you know, a lot of training to be able to, you know again, know what is right and wrong as far as like putting out fires and just saving what, lives. What,
0: what yeah. One of my teachers is a volunteer firefighter right after Thanksgiving she was like, please don't do anything, like right before Thanksgiving things, she was like, please don't do any, anything crazy.
1: Right. <laughs> She probably didn't want to have to come to anybody's house to put out a turkey fire or something, you know, like. Yeah, because
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, turkey requires a lot of cooking, right?
1: hmm sure does. Uh, you got to always no, be careful. I've,
0: been, I've never cooked one, but it seems really complicated.
1: I know. I thought the same thing. I've always appreciated. My mom's always cooked the turkey for us. <laughs>
0: so uh, anyway thanks for talking it was uh really fun talking to you
1: yeah great to talk to you too i'm happy to help
0: well anyway stay tuned in for the next episode of the teac show bye
1: awesome thanks tom
0: anytime